The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Even the Pirates are up to 185 bucks. The Late Night Anger Management Classics Level 3. I am Marenzi. We're breaking it down. We're on the diamond uh, right now. Jason B. Takafin will rejoin us. Uh, he's got a great baseball podcast. He was a general manager in A-ball uh, with the Athletics and the Blue Jays. He's got a bunch of rings. Um, so we're talking baseball uh, with Jason. I'm going over some baseball numbers. We're calling it our market watch about who, what teams are putting money in your pocket. And, like, you know, we're talking about you, if you bet on big-time teams, you bet on the high-profile teams, you're going to lose money. All right? We have a lot of Dodger fans tuning in, San Diego tuning in right now. And if you combine San Diego and Los Angeles, guys, for all the hype, for all the hype, you're down over, um, you're down nearly 1000 bucks. The Dodgers are down $709 on the season, the $100 better, and San Diego are down 253 So, yeah, you're down um, $762, uh, $962. 962. I shouldn't try to attempt math uh, in the late night hours. But yeah, you're down nearly a thousand bucks betting on every Dodger in San Diego game. But all we hear about all the time is how great they are. And oh, they're going to win both these teams, right? No, San Francisco is the one that's winning money at 614 bucks. Um, the Central Division, more profitable. St. Louis Cardinals up 417 bucks. Milwaukee are up 385. The Cubs, for all their crapness, are up 66. Cincinnati's the only team down money in this division. Like even the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Pirates, they're up two hundred eighty-five bucks. Because the thing with the Pirates is, look, the Pirates are five and seven at home, nine and twelve on the road. That's not that bad, right? So what that tells you is, you know, they sort of win pretty much as much as they lose. Yet they're going to be big underdogs all the time because nobody ever wants to bet on the Pittsburgh Pirates. People always want to move Mike Trout his WAR. I don't know if Mike Trout's WAR is so good. How come they're in last place? And I don't understand how you could be the most valuable player on a team that's in last place either. And he's a great player, but how valuable is he if he's in last place? I don't know what it is with the Angels. I'm uh, just, you know. But if you bet on every Angel game, you're down 350 bucks, even though they won the series against the Dodgers. Texas is where the money's at, baby. Texas. Lone Star State. The Texas Rangers are up 724 bucks, And I have some more numbers for the Rangers a little bit later on. Uh, as far as uh, taking a look at the Rangers as underdogs tomorrow. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? It's okay. Breathe. You found it. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports is everywhere, every day, and so is the information about it. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. So, Jason, I've been bringing this up, and after every no-hitter, I'm always fascinated by this. And then not to take anything away from these guys, because they all have good stuff, and specifically John Means is somebody that a lot of people think is, is one of the better pitchers in the American League that people don't talk about because he plays on the Baltimore Orioles. But So we've had Joe Musgrove, we had uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, we had John Means, and we had Wade Miley. We didn't have Jacob DeGrom. It wasn't Corbin Burns. It wasn't Trevor Bauer. It wasn't yeah. Eric Cole. It wasn't Shane Bieber. It wasn't Tyler Glasnow. I'm always fascinated how it's rarely the aces that throw these no-hitters. It's weird. You know, you can easily, the easy answer would be like, oh, it's because they don't scout people like Wade Miley. He's a journeyman. Uh, you know, he's on the seventh team in 11 years. Or John Means was out of baseball four years ago. There's not a huge book on him. I think that's wrong. I think it's just a matter of the pitchers are really locked in, and it's just really difficult. To, it, it's, it's very fluky, even though it's been 305 of them. It's very fluky to throw a no-hitter. And once the pitcher gets cooking, I think it gets into the opposing team's heads also. They start squeezing the bat a little bit tighter. And because, like we talked about before, the players aren't used to hitting or there's not a lot of speed to drag bunch or to make things happen, uh, you know, it, it kind of snowballs. And the outs just, just sort of start piling up. Well, that's a good point that you bring in a, a bunt because, listen, we all know it's a it's a dickwad move. You know, you're not going to break up a guy's bunt in a ninth inning, uh, you know, no hitter with a bunt in a ninth inning if you're losing. Um, even if it was one nothing, people would call you up. But what I don't understand is, let's say, let's say you know it's the fourth inning, it's the third inning. It's you know you're into the fourth inning and you realize you look up, you're like, you know what, this guy's got a no hitter going right now. We're not getting anything. It's a one nothing game. I'm bunting. I'm praying. You know what? I'm yeah. getting on base right now, so it doesn't snowball. Because I realize, you know what? This guy is. It has no hit stuff going here right now. So if I break this up, I get on base and just sort of burst the balloon a little bit and changes the the dynamic of the aura in the air. But they don't do it. Like what's acceptable in the first five innings? Is it acceptable to break up a no hitter with a punt? I mean, I don't know. I- dude. These guys pitch about everything. We'll get to Dave Roberts crying that uh, the Angels bunted what it was like 13-4 or something, or 13-1. And I'm thinking, what are you complaining? It's none of your business what the other team does. Just get them out and shut up. But what, what's your take on that? If a team, if the guys are no hitter gone, why doesn't someone on a team just say, suck this, I'm breaking this thing up in the fourth inning with a bunt here? Yeah, I don't think, I think you can break up at any time. Whether you're down 9 nothing and you get the 27th out, I think it's you, you always try to break it up. Uh, there's no integrity in your clubhouse when you get that done to you. Um, I, I, I think if you're in the fourth inning, like t- today, Degrom was perfect through four before he had to leave after the, you know, in the top of the sixth inning. But Degrom is different because you're looking at it and you know that he has perfect stuff. But if you're just like, 
you know what? We have to break up this routine. We have a guy who's pitched maybe you know fifty or fifty-five pitches through four innings. He's cooking right now. We cannot let him get into a groove. Change it up a little bit, yep. right? Fine. Keep everybody on your toes. Don't go through the same routine, routine, the same old, same old. And I don't know. I don't think. I think it's a, it's a good time to bunt at any time. I even give you this game: two thousand four, game six, Kurt Schilling, bloody sock. I don't know why everyone on the Yankees should have been bunting, and no one did. Derek Jeter leading off the first inning. How did he not bunt? A-Rod, great wheels. How do you not bunt? The guy's, the guy's foot is literally stuck together. So it's a good time to bunt at all times. You, there's only so much fair territory you have. you got to make it work for you. Jason B. Takafin kicking it uh, with us. So you spoke about uh, DeGrom. You know, he, he asked for a day off last week. Um, you know, we've just sort of seen the... You know, he's been scratched. He's asked for days off. And now now we're into MRI territory. It's pretty clear yeah. everything's not right with him. You know, I feel bad because his right lat, uh, which is what they're looking at, and then Justin Toscano of NewJersey.com actually said it's more uh, it's more of his back than his lat, which would really scare the match because they have him on the hook for another $100 million next couple of years. He's in the middle of a Hall of Fame peak or a Hall of Fame sort of jaws, a seven-year window here. Uh, the Mets are only three games over 500, and he's probably right now maybe second or third in the MVP. Uh, this would scare me also. They already have issues with Carrasco. They have issues uh, with Syndergaard. Um, you know, Stephen Matz was injured for a very long time. Stroman last year opted out. Uh, th- this this would scare the heck out of me if I was a New York Mets, especially knowing how consistent DeGrom has been at a Hall of Fame level the last three, four years. And, you know, we always talk, and we talk about the Mets on a nightly basis. I'm fascinated by them. It really is, like, they really are just a soap opera on a daily basis. Like, even even when things are going well, things like there's, there'll always be something behind the scenes. And this wasn't behind the scenes. This was in front of everybody for whatever <laughs> reason. So Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil. So they're double play partners, whatever. So, you know what I mean? They speak a lot, et cetera. The Mets won the game, uh, but in the tunnel, in the tunnel they got into it. All right, there was a heated exchange enough so that like teammates like urgently got up and was like, "Whoa, whoa, these yeah. guys are about to start throwing for real here." Lindor later ended up by getting a home run for the first time at City Field. They win the baseball game, and everybody's sort of laughing it up after. And Lindor was said after we were going back and forth debating whether it was a rat or a raccoon. So basically, so, he, he said that there was, they, there was a rat, there was some sort of vermin, <laughs> and of course, New York, why not? So there was either a big-ass rat or a big raccoon in the tunnel, yet I don't see how they would get into a fight about it. It really had something to do with a play that happened earlier in the game. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just crazy that he drops. We were arguing about whether it was a rat or a raccoon. <laughs> So here's where the director of communications has to step in. And they'd be able to say, listen, typically when people see a rat or a raccoon, they run away from it. No one's running to go and see a raccoon, especially in a place where it shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, you know what? Everything, they won the game. They won five straight. Now things are a little bit, it's happy. It's much easier to shake that off, especially with baseball. There's a game the next day. So it's it's a lot easier to not make a big deal out of that, especially when McNeil and Lindor are two very positive and smiley players also. But that could have gotten real ugly real fast, like real ugly. Especially with a new guy that's been struggling. And Lindor, yeah. Lindor went on to say, listen, I was mad on the field because I didn't make a play. 
And uh, and Jeff, obviously, because I was going against him, whether it was a rat or a coon. Of course he was going to be mad. <laughs> so Lindor's yeah. trying to lighten the mood after and say, everyone chill out. It's good. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're moving on right now. But it's another thing, too. It's why, and I, you know, I talk about this. I get it. Fans are going to boo and stuff. But the New York fans don't help the situation ever, right? Like, they make things more hostile. They're booing. It just leads. So then it's going to lead to Lindor being on edge more. And then he gets into a fight with his teammate. Everyone's got to chill out in New York a bit, uh, yeah, they're, but that they're not going to. It's just they like being miserable. Like I know all these Met fans, they enjoy it, they love it. It's like they're it's it's like it's they're used to it. They embrace it. They like the drama. I could not agree more. They are actually my favorite fan base to go and just read on Twitter when things are going wrong because there are so many angry, passionate people. They're the least things- arrogant, too. They never say no, we no. rock. They're like, we're terrible. This is a nightmare. <laughs> Every Met fan I know was sure they were going to ruin Matt Harvey. They were going to ruin Syndergaard. Like, they were, they're like, oh, no, no, this doesn't happen to us. We don't get four aces. They knew that, like, Matt, like <laughs> the Matt, Harvey, Syndergaard, like, they knew that that's not how New York Mets baseball works. And so everyone had their expectations managed, to say the least. And not only that is, I think it would be a lot worse if the Yankees were still cooking like they were in the, in the late 90s, winning four World Series in five years. They stuck one in 2009. But it would be a lot more amplified if the Yankees are doing really well. Like, they're able to kind of be, a, like, there's, you know, the Knicks can kind of take the back pages because they're really bad and Dolan and, the Mets, the Mets' anger, so to speak, would be a lot more amplified and a lot more, a lot more pronounced if the other teams were doing much better. And well, listen, the Knicks, Knicks are having a good year. And, yeah, uh, historically, you know, last twenty years. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. And now the Yankees starting to get back on track a little bit. We'll, we'll hit that on the other side. Jason B. Tack and Big Tick with us on a late night anger management class. A couple more minutes with Jason on the other side. Sunday, bloody Sunday, bring it. Some artists work in clay, some in oils. We work in actionable insights and expert perspectives. But we just call it the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's Sunday, bloody Sunday, but I'm not Bono, and this isn't you, too. I am Gabe Lomarenz, who are breaking it down here with Jason B. Takapit, Sirius XM, Channel 204. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. So, uh, Jason, we'll get into your Boston Red Sox 
uh, in, in a moment. But let's do an update right now as far as uh, some of these uh, futures are concerned. Cy Young Award, Jacob DeGrom, have to be concerned about the injury right now from a betting purpose, guys. He's a minus-135 favorite to win the Cy Young, yet... I don't know. Like we said right now, he's, he's got he's got problems. Um, Mr. Burns is six to one. Trevor Bauer, big drop off after that at fourteen to one. Nola eighteen to one. Woodruff eighteen to one. Scherzer, who just you know keeps doing his thing, eighteen to one. Looking at the American League, Garrett Cole plus one fifty. Shane Bieber plus four ten. Tyler Glass now is killing it six to one. Carlos Rodon is plus 850, and um, a lot, uh, more than a few people in the gaming world did jump on John Means as a long shot to win the Cy Young uh, this year. John Means right now at 15 to 1. Well, I'll tell you this. It's going to be really difficult to see. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Grum. Because as you mentioned last segment, it was his back. It was reported uh, by NewJersey.com that it's more of his back and not his lat. And if he's out for a significant time... Cy Young's a subjective award. We know how good he is, but it's going to be very difficult for him to get votes if he has less than, let's say, 27, 28 starts. Normally, I love Max Scherzer. He's a great pitcher. He may not finish the year in the National League. It's very difficult to vote for a guy who may literally pitch 40% of his starts in the American League. John Means, though, no slouch. He's got a 2.2 war, 4-0, 1.37 ERA, a whip of .67. He may start the All-Star game. I mean, Garrett Cole's a sexier name, but he may start the All-Star game, and you're gonna, you know, that's not bad value. Getting it with a guy who's got, you know, he's the ace of a rebuilding team. Uh, he's going to get the ball. They're going to count on him. They may even set up the rotation for him. The Orioles may have some better prospects coming in uh, later on this summer. I don't know. There's pretty good value there. No, nobody else struck to me as really good value now. Aaron Aaron Nola at eighteen to one. I, I don't know. He, he he's a great. You know, he, he got lit up the other day and he's not really he's not really super valued to me I also think the Phillies are going to be a perfect 500 team I hit the under 81 and a half for them I really think they're going to be 81 and 81 I just don't see him winning the Cy Young the American League MVP odds um, this is an interesting conversation as well right now so you've got Mike Trout um, he's plus 170 his teammate is plus 650 and Shohei Otani right. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is nine to one, and listen, I'm a big Vlad fan, but I don't think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to win the Most Valuable Player uh, award. No. Uh, Byron Buxton is getting some love right now at twelve to one. Stanton is eighteen to one, but how about your guy here in Boston? And it's early right now in the season, but I'm impressed. You know, the Red Sox aren't going away still. They're, you know, they're, they're not going. They're not. They're not fading. They haven't. Uh, they haven't faded. And let's just be real. JD Martinez. You know, he's not the only one. The Red Sox are hitting the baseball as a team. But if the Red Sox won this division, and they were predicted to be what, like the fourth place team, if they yeah. won this division, and he keeps playing the way that he does, his odds are going to drop. Like. J.D. Martinez deserves to be in the MVP conversation right now. And he's 18 to 1. Right now, the Red Sox have the most wins at 22, the most wins in baseball. As good as the Yankees have been in the last you know week, they're still three and a half games out. And I agree with you. Also, if the Red Sox are going to win a division, and they are going to get home field, they are going to be a top five team in baseball. J.D. Martinez will have to carry the load. He will have to have an OPS of 1,000. And I think... It's going to be one of those votes where he has been so good for so long 
that I think that people will just give it to him because it's almost like a lifetime achievement award because he has put up some very gaudy numbers, but he's always been in the background. He was in the background behind uh, Miguel Cabrera in Detroit. He was, you know, he was let go by Arizona. He, yeah. he kind of sifted around, and then he was in the background of Mookie Betts. And then finally, you know, last year he didn't really have a good year. He was very outspoken that season shouldn't have counted because as a professional hitter, he, A, wasn't able to go look at video. Uh, they got rid of the video rules after the Astros scandal. So guys like Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, J.D. Martinez, they complained that their routine, how they play baseball, was essentially uh, changed. And it was only 60 games. They weren't able to get hot, like literally and figuratively. So he's come out with a bang right now. I'm still happy with Matt Olson. I got him at 60-1 to before the season. He didn't have the best week this past week, but he still has very good numbers. The A's are 21-8 and starting the season, 0-6. Uh, I, I still think when all said and done, uh, that's still going to be the best value. And I think that if the, if the A's are the team, especially starting 0-6, if they're the team to win the division easily, and if they're going to be a team that's going to get home field, and he's going to be their highest war uh, player, I think he's going to get a lot of votes. The National League MVP odds uh, currently right now at FanDuel. Ronald Acuna Jr. is plus 270. Jacob DeGrom, hard to be the MVP if you're on the injured uh, list. Jacob, think about that, guys, too. And you remember me and Jason had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about what whether he could be the MVP or not. He was like the fourth choice, remember? Second yeah. choice right now. In case you're wondering, that's how much, and we talked about it as well. Man, I'd say probably about 50% of the people that vote live in the New York area. Uh, but right. Fernando Tatis is plus 950. Uh, Juan Soto is 11 to 1 right now. Bryce Harper, 12 to 1. Mookie Betts, 15 uh, to 1. What do you make of the Dodgers' struggles uh, right now so far, just uh, being a game above 500? Well, listen, they were six of the season, 13 and 2. And they're five and fifteen cents. And you said it before that Dave Roberts was laughing at the Angels for bunting at thirteen and thir- thir- uh, up thirteen nothing. Uh, they almost lost that game. That would have been the biggest comeback in Major League Baseball history. And one of the reasons why Jacob Degrom is now number two is that the San Francisco Giants, with the exception of maybe you know Buster Posey, they're doing it all by the team. Their rotation. We covered it last week. Everyone's got an ERA under two. Sanchez, Cueto. Gossman, everyone's cooking there. The Padres haven't gotten hot. Tatis was it was injured a little bit before, and the Dodgers they were supposed. To, everyone's talking about the best team in baseball. Uh, you know, Bellinger's been hurt. Betts has gotten off to a slow-ish start by his standards. Um, Yelich has been hurt in Milwaukee, and you know the, the Phillies haven't really caught fire yet. They're just like, you know two games over five hundred. Um, it's wide open. It's very wide open. I took Mookie Betts. I think it was nine to one uh, at the beginning of the season. I still. I'm a little confident in that because I think that the Dodgers still will win the division and he will be the best player on that team. And I think everybody will dilute themselves. But I'll tell you this, if the Braves catch fire and Acuna is the reason why, he's yeah. probably going to win the MVP. Like if he's, if he's, if, if the Braves come back and win that division with as difficult as it is, by the way, the Marlins only three games under, they're not bad. Um, he's going to win the, he's going to win the National League MVP. And it is going, and it's absolutely amazing to watch him play. I keep waiting for the Braves to turn a corner. They have these big games, and then they blow leads, and they'll get blown out. They just can't. They, they, there's a there's a consistency problem uh, with the Braves. It's interesting. You you mentioned the Dodgers still winning the division, and San Francisco right now twenty two to one to win the divisions. Yeah. Plus 2,200, so the odds makers aren't buying in. San Diego is plus 240, and Los Angeles is minus 330. As, um, I saw the Dodgers get as high as minus 550. So it's, in other words, it's come down from minus 550 
down to 330 right now. So even with the early Dodger struggles, guys, the odds makers aren't giving you a free bet here with the Dodgers to win in the division. No, and I think one of the reasons is because the Padres and Dodgers still have a stacked farm system. And I think they're still going to be aggressive at the deadline to outmaneuver each other. The Giants are still kind of in rebuild mode. And I know we talked about it last week about is it better long term if you sort of go all in or stay? Like, is it better to have Buster Posey and Evan Longoria and Johnny Cueto um, have career years or be explosive this year where you can't trade him at the deadline because you're in a pennant race? I don't think the Giants are going to trade their prospects to get better. They're not. They're not going to want to get into that arms race for unrestricted free agents. But the Padres and Dodgers will. And I think I'll tell you this name: Max Scherzer. His name's going to start coming up. The more that the Nationals lose these games, they have the last two games against the Yankees. Which listen, we don't make fun of Montreal Expos here, but like Dave Martinez, not his best effort. Uh, in the last two games, managing and kind of, you know, trying to outmaneuver, I don't think, you know, pitch a Giancarlo Stanton at the base open an extra innings. I don't know why he did that. Anyways, they're going to trade Scherzer, and those guys have the prospects to do it. And it's going to be really interesting to see uh, who's going to end up getting him when all said and done. Uh, your Boston Red Sox are in Baltimore uh, this week, so an opportunity yeah. to keep this thing uh, rolling. Uh, we've got uh, Perez versus Lopez. Perez versus Lopez uh, on Monday. And um, you know what? So it's just, what is this? It's a one-off? Because then I see Baltimore actually playing the Mets uh, yeah, on, well, on Tuesday. Playing, so, it, yeah. It's a wraparound series. So it's a wraparound four-game or Friday to Monday. It, they're pretty rare, um, but that's what they got. So the Red Sox going to go for the sweep. And um, then they move on after that, actually. So then you get Oakland. And then, yeah. you, then you get Oakland coming to, uh, to come. And you know what's interesting? The Red Sox actually have a better record on the road than they do at Fenway. Well, they started off getting swept by Baltimore in the first two games of the season. Literally, the sky was falling uh, for Red Sox fans. Very actually similar to the A's, just with a much larger, angrier fan base. You throw in Tom Brady just winning the Super Bowl two months before with not their team, and this was not a very happy place to be, Red Sox Twitter. Um, but they turned it around. They're having a really good year. Um, Cora seems to have managed everybody. Uh, Verdugo still isn't super hot yet. Uh, I, I, I hit them with the under this year. It's very hard to watch games and like cheer for them to lose, you know, <laughs> yeah. financially. But emotionally, I still think they're going to come down to life. I'll tell you, Giancarlo Stanton, you mentioned that he's climbing in the MVP race. His last 28 days, he's got a 1,011 OPS, eight home runs. He's absolutely cooking right now that he's healthy. They got him in the number two spot. Uh, you know, he's seeing a lot of pitch. He's just, he is on an absolute tear. I'm very happy for him. It's just unbelievable. The Red Sox, 22-13, and 13, guys. Jason mentioned 22 wins. So you take away, they got swept to start the season. So what, they're on a 22-10 yeah. and 10 run right now in their, last, yeah. uh, in their last 32 games. Very, very impressive. Jason, where can people find your podcast? At IBWAA Podcast. We have a weekly Hall of Fame debate. Uh, it, it, people love it on social media, and we, it drops every Wednesday morning. Jason, it's always a pleasure having you on The Rage. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Love talking to you, Bob. Thanks so much, Dave. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We are the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it the edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. So what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lorenzi. We're throwing it down Sunday, bloody Sunday. And uh, we've got a couple of people on hold, actually. We'll get to uh, get to in a moment. Uh, Mick Aussie, I think, wants to boast. Uh, I think Mick won 8-1 uh, with his AFL picks. And I believe we got our main man, Crash, in Los Angeles, um, ready to step up and in as well. Uh, but before we do, just to finish our market watch uh, here, American League Central, Chicago White Sox. Um, classic example, uh, good baseball team, but a little bit overpriced all the time. So the White Sox are six games over 500. Uh, they swept the Royals, uh, but they're only up 135 bucks uh, on the season. Um, the Cleveland Indians, and I'll give you, you know what? The Indians are better than we thought they were going to be. I think they were better than anyone thought they were going to be. And normally the Indians lose you money, but we'll give them credit. They're up 242 bucks on the year. KC are down 158. Minnesota. You know, we keep waiting for Minnesota to turn the corner, but the cor- they turned the corner and they've gone into a ditch. Uh, they're down $1,142. It's a serious, that's some serious money you're down betting on every Twins game. And the Detroit Tigers are terrible. You're down 808 bucks if you bet on every Tiger game. $100 unit, uh, of course. Uh, we were talking with Jason B. Tackfit about his Boston Red Sox. Red Sox are up 784 bucks. The Yankees are down 453 uh, the Rays are plus 267. The Blue Jays are a good bet on team because the Blue Jays, like they're like a 500 team, but, you know, you get pretty good value with the Blue Jays. They're often underdogs on the road. Uh, Baltimore, as bad as Baltimore are, you're actually up 75 bucks. Um, American League West, Oakland, you're up 425. Houston have cost you money because uh, they're overpriced all the time, minus uh, 109 bucks. The Seattle Mariners, the Mariners have been pretty consistent, and even though they don't win as much as they did to start the season, they're still making money because they're massive dogs all the time. So they're 18 and 17. Uh, they're up uh, 686 bucks on the year. Um, Texas, baby. Texas are up 724 bucks, even though they're just a 500 baseball team. And uh, the Angels are down 350 bucks, even though they had a good weekend uh, this weekend. So speaking of Texas, uh, there's always this talk about the Chicago White Sox and how good they are against uh, left-handed pitching. And they are. 
So we figured we'd 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 dig in a little bit deeper. And last year, guys, the White Sox were fourteen and zero against Southpaws. They're seven and one this year. So the White Sox are on a twenty-one and one run, guys, against left-handed pitching. That's just you know you. I don't know if you're a trend player, or whatever. You know that's not a trend. That's just a fact. They don't lose against left-handed pitching, uh, but they're not the only team. So I figured I'd dig down a little bit deeper here. And, and take a look at some of these other teams. Um, like, who else does well, or poorly, I should say, against uh, left-handed pitching? And we talked about the White Sox. They're 7-1 on the year. They're on a 21-1 and run right now against left-handed pitchers. Um, the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox are good against Southpaws. They're 8-3 and three this year. Um, the Oakland Athletics are 10-5 and five against left-handed pitching. The St. Louis Cardinals are 5-2. and two. The Cubs are seven and two against lefties. The San Francisco Giants are eight and four against Southpaws. But the Texas Rangers, a very robust twelve and four against Southpaws this year. They've already faced sixteen left-handed pitchers and they've won twelve of them. And to put that in consideration, look, you know, they've only won eighteen games this year, right? And twelve of them are against uh so they're eighteen and eighteen and twelve of them are against uh, left-handed pitching. So 12 and uh, twelve and 6 uh, against, uh, you know, when, when it's all said and done. So, you know, very, and, and so where I'm going with this is tomorrow, San Francisco sends Wood to the Hill, a southpaw. So they're 12 and 4. 12 and 4. They're 18 and 18. I won't try to do the math. Sunday night, we're all burnt. Uh, we're all burnt. I just spoke to somebody actually earlier uh, tonight who's a little bit older than I am even, and he told me he partied hard last night. And I told him, really? I said, uh, I said, well, how do you feel right now? He said, actually, not that bad. And I said, yeah, but do you feel good? And he goes, well, I'm sort of drinking again. <laughs> he goes, not as much, but I'm sort of trying to ease out of it. And then he, can, he confessed that it takes him about three days to recover. It takes him about three days to recover after he parties hard. And I feel the same way. I'll feel like viciously hung over the next day. I won't feel great day two, and then I'm okay day three. I can shake it off. We've told you the secret to success is coconut water. Coconut water. Uh, but uh, So, yeah, Texas. So, yeah, 12 of the 18 games that they've won. So what I was trying to say is they've only won. <laughs> they've only won six games against right-handed pitching. So six and 14. There you go. Six and 14. That's what I was trying to say. Um, so there, there you have it. Something to keep around. I'm just trying to prepare you for the week, guys. So uh, teams that are good, keep your eye on this. He's like, all right, they're facing a left-handed pitcher. So Red Sox are 8-3. and three. White Sox are 7-1. and one, But they're 21-1 and one the last 22 times uh, against a left-handed pitcher. The A's are 10-5. and five. The Rangers are 12-4. and four. Cardinals 5-2. and two. Cubs 7-2. and two. Uh, Giants 8-4. and four. Who struggles against left-handed pitching? Uh, a couple of teams do. The Arizona Diamondbacks are 2-6 and six against Southpaws. The Pittsburgh Pirates are 1-4 against uh, Southpaws. The Angels are 2-6 and six against left-handers. And the, uh, the Tigers are 2-7, and seven, except I don't know what that means with the Tigers. The Tigers are kind of like crap against everybody. Uh, but teams that struggle against left-handed pitching, D-backs two and six, Pirates one and four, Angels two and six, Tigers two and seven. Don't uh, don't ever say I don't uh, tell you anything. 
and to teach you something in the late night hours. I'm taking Texas tomorrow night for that. For the record, I uh, right now I think they're plus one thirty-two. Um, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm. I'll be taking the towel. I'll be riding this. Everyone's going to be on San Francisco, thinking how good they are, and oh, Texas are average, but Texas are pretty good. Texas have some bats, and they're twelve and four against southpaw pitching. All right, let's bring in uh, Mick Aussie here. Uh, what's going on, Mick? So what's the deal? I saw you tweeting about this. You said, "Oh, I'm going to call in." Um, are you on an eight and one AFL run? Is that what it is right now, Mick? Oh, Gabe, I know you laid a couple of bets uh, late Friday night, but if you if you say bet a thousand dollars, if you laid down a thousand dollars on my AFL bets, you would have profited like uh, twenty seven hundred. Yeah, I nearly tripled my money, mate. Eight bets and uh, eight and one against the spread, eight and one straight up. So. All the rough luck we've had all came back, mate. But you probably only bet two bets, eh? Yeah, I only put a couple of plays in. And, um, and of course, that's the way that it goes. But now the pressure's on. Can you do it two weeks in a row? That's the question, Mick. Right? Like, it's one thing to do it one yeah. week. Can you do it two weeks in a row? Mate, I reckon it's turned. Like, we've had some rough luck. And, like, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, I moved up three spots in the competition out of 60 people, but I only went four out of nine. My dad went five, went three out of nine. Like, it was crazy. I could have gone six out of nine. But uh, this week, it's all turned around. I'm looking at next week's schedule. I, I think we can do it. Like, the multis, I cashed uh, five of multis. Thursday, right? I even cashed... We got two games Yeah, I even cashed a week, seven... Right? I even cashed a seventeen a multi. Yeah, yeah, mate. So you're rich. (laughs) It all came back, mate. It all came back, eh? (laughs) So what you say? You say you you made made a ton of money. Did you make twenty seven hundred? That's that's not bad. No, I didn't. I don't crazy bet like you. But if you bet a thousand on my picks, you would have profited twenty seven hundred. I didn't bet that much because I'm not crazy, man. But yeah, it's true. I'm just studying all this stuff, mate. I do like a 20-hour process each week for my AFL picks. you got to trust the process, Gabe. Trust the process. You talk about Babana and great guys like that being handicappers. I, I'm going to reveal my 20-hour process this week of AFL, and it's all for your show Friday nights. But 17 hours of it is me listening to podcasts as I'm getting paid by someone else, eh, mate? So it's all good. But I'm studying. I'm studying sports betting, mate. I'm studying it. And the Oilers. Oilers are not scared of anyone. Oilers are not scared of anyone. McDavid, Drysaddle, you watch, mate. But the trouble is the referees, because it's stupid Gary Bettman, they'll probably pay all these holding calls on McDavid. They better not. They better not. (laughs) But we need goaltending, mate. You know that. Nick, all right, listen, good stuff. Stay safe uh, on the roads, and uh, yeah, keep on uh, studying. Great job. So uh, we'll see what you like on those Thursday uh, Thursday matches. Congratulations. Great job on uh, – I wish I would have had a 17 multi. I did hit Rory today to win that golf tournament. Even though he was only plus 150, I'll take it. Like it was the final round. I was like, you know what, he's plus 150 right now. He's two shots back. He's, he's going to beat this Keith Mitchell dude, and he did. Congratulations, Mick. All right, let's squeeze a Crash in here before he breaks another computer. Um, crash, do we have Crash Nate in Los Angeles? Nate Crash, is he ready to crash some things? Yeah, Crash. What's going on, Nate? Yeah, Crash is here, man. What's going on, How you bro? Doing, buddy? Good, good, good. How you doing? How's oh, Los man. Angeles treating you? Oh, man, it's been, it's been like, on fire for me. 
um, just just been like on a tear this last two three weeks, and all of a sudden yeah, just going to be you've working. Been on a party. working with like, you've been on a bender. I noticed you've been tweeting. There's uh, been parties. Place is open. Um, um, you're on a bender. Yeah. I noticed recently the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more than that. It's a bit more than that, and it's uh, <laughs> a lot of music involved. A lot of good music stuff going. I'm serious. I got I got a cat that it's. I don't even want to re- re- like say it all yet. Good, good, good stuff. It's I'm pretty glad crazy. You're stuff. rocking. And Hollywood's coming back to life. I look forward to seeing you. I got to get yeah. to a Dodger game. Yep. I'm, I, I'm up finding in, all the in, late. In I'm finding all the late night crypt places <laughs> where yeah, the yeah, I know. go. <laughs> oh, hey, well, you hang with the goth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I see. It's there's true, a little okay? bit of that going on. Yeah, there's like. Yeah. One thing I'll say, I saw you tweet about something. You're like, oh, it's great to have the bars open again. And you tweeted from, like, the darkest, dingiest place. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's great to go back to normal here in this dark, dark, like, bar den, bar fly place. Oh, let me tell you. Let me give you another. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Let me give you another snippet. Parties came back to this apartment, a studio apartment at that. I don't know how I'm still here right now. Let me tell you. Hey, you sound like you've uh, you sound like you've been going hard. Hey, why not enjoy life, right? You got to enjoy life once That's you right, get back to work soon. So uh, you, you know you might, you might as well party it up uh, while you can. I tell you, Dodger yeah. fans are partying yeah. right now, but everyone's happy about AD tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I could talk to you today because if I called you a couple of days, it was, it was much worse. Much worse. <laughs> hey, Nate, don't Pretty be a stranger. Rough, Stay in trouble, Nate. All right, yeah, yeah, watch. Remember, remember, remember you your so friend. Much. Remember your liver, huh? I always remember, remember you guys. Be I, kind I've been your showing liver. you off the front. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking care water. of you. I'm being smart. Coconut I'm water, I'm balancing, baby. That's, that's the key for you, coconut Fresh water. Fresh juices. Thanks, Balance. brother. Co- coconut water, that's the way to go. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk may cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, delay that anger management class word of the three-minute warning. All right, great stuff uh, tonight with Jason B. Takafin and Baban. A lot of picks, a lot of numbers, 
and to uh, give you some stuff on the way out uh, here. Of course, tune in tomorrow at 6 o'clock Eastern. Game Time Decisions will give you our final plays. It's kind of a lighter board uh, tomorrow. Uh, but I talked about the Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers are 12-4 and against uh, Southpaws. Um, you've got Wood on the hill tomorrow for uh, San Francisco, who is a left-hander. As, as the price is right now, Texas are plus 132. And uh, San Francisco, minus 156. I actually think the Red Sox are going to keep rolling. And, man, J.D. Martinez really is killing it. Um, he really is in the MVP conversation. Another um, another bet to keep your eye on. Um, as far as the NHL is concerned, and thanks to Babano for joining us earlier, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, so the Oilers, they can't move backwards. They can't catch the Leafs. They're going to be the second-place team, right? So... I don't know. The Oilers can sort of like dictate this almost if they want to, in a sense. Like they could beat the Canadians and make it so the Canadians are the fourth place team. And like does Winnipeg's, you know, even though Winnipeg's struggling, Winnipeg can still end up being the third place team. You know, but I don't know. This is a game, like we said, Edmonton can't really advance. McDavid got the 100 points and stuff. So keep her eye on how the Edmonton Oilers approach this tomorrow. In other words, keep your eye on their lineup, all right? Like, uh, check out, like, the DFS sites or whatever hockey site you use, et cetera. But keep your eye on the uh, the Oilers' lineup tomorrow. And similar situation with the St. Louis Blues. I think the, I think the Kings could be a real live play here tomorrow. Um, I like teams, and in fact, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. I like teams that aren't making the playoffs that are playing their last home game. All right, these teams want to end the season with a win for their home fans and for themselves to try to build for next year. They want to end positively at home, specifically. On the road, I don't think they can about the last game. <laughs> All right, so give me the Kings tomorrow night. Keep your eye on the Blues line throughout the day. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge, or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.